0: And
1: I can see the ground now. i to gone. Wait to gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. Okay. This podcast refuses to stop. It simply won't stop, and it simply can't. Bit of administration off the rip. Obviously, about to head out of my national stand-up comedy tour. Would love to see you at a show. Uh, Melbourne. I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, March 29 to April 9. Then I'm going Perth, April 15. Brisbane, April 20. Newcastle, April 27. Canberra, April 29. Wollongong, May 6. Adelaide, May 13. And Sydney, May 18. So, we'd love to see you there. Going to be a sick show. Brand new material. Schooners after, guaranteed. And I'm pretty pumped up for that, I will admit. You'll notice there some of the dates are a lot more spread out than last year after what can only be described as a bit of an incident on one of my more aggressive legs. Due to a booking error with the Canberra guy, I had to do... How's this? I did Perth Friday, Adelaide Saturday, Canberra Sunday. Now, that's that's fucking well and good if you're whipping around on a private jet with Carl Barron. If you're flying Jetstar... This is one of the most aggressive, ambitious bookings we've ever seen. So what happened was the Canberra show was supposed to be like a previous Friday. And then the guy double booked it. And he was like, the only date I have until 2025 is this Sunday. So I was like, whatever, dude, I'll do it. And everything should have been fine. 11 a.m. flight to Canberra from Adelaide on the Sunday. Okay, get to Canberra around two, have a powerade, let's go. Unfortunately, guys, when I say schooners after guaranteed, I'm not, I'm not playing around as it were, okay? I just got so on it after the show with a, a large portion of the crowd and there was all sorts of light narcotics flying around, great attitudes, uh, a sense of camaraderie, I will admit, and ended up in the hills at some 21st. I went to 321st on last year's tour and I didn't know any of the people. Okay, that's the sort of energy we want to carry into 2023. And yeah, anyway, long story short, I missed my flight to Canberra. And it was embarrassing because I almost made it. And I was like full on, like so hungover on like two hours sleep. I was like bashing the door being like, please, please let me in. I've got to get to Canberra in fucking four hours. Oh, God. And then I had to fly back to Sydney and then fly to Canberra. I landed at like 6pm and the show was at 7 and I was wildly hungover and also it cost me $450. So we were in the red massively in Canberra. (laughs) So you'll notice I've spaced out the dates a little bit more this time. That's to avoid that situation and yeah, looking forward to the sessions. Looking forward to the vibes. Also, while we're in the neighborhood of administration, I'd like to apologize. For last week's episode, there was a technical difficulty. uh, Something to do with Spotify, where on Spotify, Rowan's bit of the podcast was cut off. Okay, now selfishly, I'll admit, I wasn't too bothered as my solo portion, you know, the core of the pod, the bedrock upon which Get Around Me has been built, was unaffected. Okay, so I was thinking, you know, who cares? Rowan's a side character. Is anyone going to notice? Well, people did notice, okay? I received a string of messages really on the spectrum of how you could handle that situation. You want to see the spectrum of human existence? Present, (laughs) Present 25 different people with the exact same issue and watch how they handle it. I got everything from, hey, Billy... So sorry to to bother you but there appears to be an issue with the podcast. Thanks for everything. Look into it if you can. To hey, listen here you stupid fuckwit loser. Before you kill yourself later today, why don't you fix the Spotify pod, you irrelevant cunt. So you know, great to hear from everyone. Great to hear from everyone. Appreciate the technical feedback from some of the listeners. And dude, I got to I got to say I love podcasting. Love talking into microphones where no one asks me to. Okay, it's what I'm here to do. It's why God put me on this earth, most likely. And if it wasn't, then whatever. I'm doing it anyway. Okay. I will say the technical side of this art form, I really fall off a cliff. Uh, like anything, if anything goes wrong, minuscule, just a one percent issue, we have huge problems, guys. Okay. I've got no fallback skills. I don't really understand how anything works behind the curtain, okay? I'm one of those, if this podcast was a car and the check engine light comes on, I'm taping over it, okay? I'm very much out of my depth on the technical side of things. Uh, I contacted the the podcast provider. They said it was like a Spotify-related issue, so they've just handed the footy off. They don't want to hear about it, okay? Now, how am I going to contact Spotify? I'm not the fucking inspired unemployed, I'm not on an exclusive 20 mil deal, okay? I'm a small fish. They don't want to hear from me. Plus, what's the email? I don't even know where to begin. So, it was very, very difficult. I didn't know what was going on. At one point, I just panicked and asked some guy on the street who was wearing glasses. I thought he might know. And not even he knew, guys. Not even he knew, and he was wearing glasses. So... It was a whole thing. I ended up. I tried re-uploading the pod like three times and then on the fourth time, it just worked for some reason. Okay? So that's not even... That's the worst part is I fixed it, but I don't know why I fixed it or how or even if it fixed itself. I don't even know if I played a part in said fixing. That's how in the dark I am. So apologies for that. It's all fixed up now. Go check out the episode last week just a real ring-a-ding-ding of a week for me last week because I don't know if anyone's like this, but I kind of pendulum with my life in that I'm, I'm sort of a zero or 10 guy. Like I had sort of a health issue at the start of the year, so I laid off, you know, some of my habits and then I was good as gold. But then instead of just going, great, you're bloody, your health is in check, you've laid, laid off the booze, laid off the weed, you know, Now, let's just ease back into things. Just biggest weekend of my fucking life, two weekends in a row. Just three days on the trot. Last Monday when I recorded with Rowan, I didn't even have a voice. Okay, I completely lost my voice. Then I completely lost the file on Spotify. It was just, I was in the bloody washing machine for like three days, you know. Do you ever wake up on Monday so hungover you have to like restart your life? You have to like reset the console. Like, what are we doing? Who am I? What are my goals? Am I trying to become the CEO of the Commonwealth Bank? Then I looked at my media degree and I said, I don't think I am. Okay. So real all over the shop last week, but this week I'm on it. Okay. Three beers Sunday night. Watch the Aussies throw it all away. Watch the Matildas win in bed by 9pm. Woke up, went to work, not about to vomit. Ready to go, okay? So this week, I'm going to be all over it. Already recorded the bit with Rowan. This week is probably our best one yet. And I know I say that often, but it's only because I think me and Rowan are two of the rawest podcasting individuals of all time. I mean, it's high highs, low lows. I don't know what's going on, okay? From what I can tell, the more we prepare, the worse the episode goes. So this week, it was was Rift City featuring yours truly, and Mr. Arneel, and it's an absolute cranker, okay? There was something said about Jamie Jury, former host of Backyard Blitz, which I did have to take out. As we know, I've got a pretty strict no-editing policy, but this was beyond the pale. But apart from that, <laughs> unbelievable above-board time. So look forward to that, and I'll be I'll be up at freaking 2 a.m. checking that the full episode has gone up. So I'm, I'm all over it. I'm up to my goddamn eyeballs at the moment. I'm in in a battle with Facebook as well. I appear to have been shadow banned on Facebook or or whatever you call it. I'm banned from advertising. And my last two Facebook videos have got 300 views combined. (laughs) I've got 30,000 Facebook followers. 300 views. Apparently, I've been banned for too many community violations. And also, uh, breaching advertising protocols. I got banned from advertising at the start of Feb for too many advertising breaches. I said, lads, I haven't advertised anything in about four months, maybe more, maybe six. I I don't even know when the last time I, last time I ran a Facebook ad was for my show in Perth. I don't even remember when that was. I think it was like May. So I don't know what's going on. So I contacted the Facebook and I got a really positive email back saying, we value you, we're going to, We're going to work on this solution. You know, we will reactivate your page in due time. We have talked to this team. The Delta operatives have been notified. The beta issue, you know, it's all happening, okay? It's all fucking happening. And I felt very listened to and I felt like my problem was going to be solved. And then I read back through the email and I I think it was AI generated. I think because it just kept saying sort of, like, the same thing over and over again, but it was exactly what I wanted to hear. I was loving this email. I was absolutely loving this email. And then I went back through it, and I said, I don't think a person wrote this. And then the the name at the end was Queen. It said, thanks, Queen. Meta team. Now, I'm not saying Queen isn't a person's name. I don't want to offend any Queens out there, gay or otherwise. But I'm just saying that, this It felt like an AI-generated email. And now I'm thinking, is this where we're at? Is this where we're at where you don't even know if you're talking to a person anymore? It kind of freaked me out. And also, the problem is not resolved. So, if you follow me on Facebook, the, my Facebook followers aren't even aware I'm going on tour, you know? Like, come on. Trying to, trying to bloody fill up my pockets a bit here. Make a goddamn living, Facebook. Help me out. But... So yeah, that's pending as well. I'm up to my eyeballs in technical difficulties and I miss my ex-girlfriend and there's just a lot on, okay? There's just a lot on. But I saw this dude, did anyone see in America? Sorry, I just remembered what I was going to say and and then I'm hitting it with the wrong tone, okay? There was a school shooting in America, okay? Sorry to hit that with the laughter I did but the next bit is kind of funny. At Michigan University or a college in Michigan, school shooting. Not funny at all, okay? Let's clarify that. Apologies for hitting that tone uh, a bit too aggressively. But what happened was school shooting and then the school sends out an email to all the students and it was generated by AI. (laughs) That's funny, okay? The event itself, not funny. The AI generated email, funny, okay? And it even said on the email, generated by chat GPT or I don't know, whatever dude (laughs) that's crazy how crazy is it that they just like click click send on the school shooting email you know like it's like fucking hell could one could someone from the administration team take two seconds to pen a letter and it's not like we're looking for anything in particular you know this is horrific thoughts and prayers etc play the hits okay no one's going to blame you if you play the hits but just give it that human touch. I would have put in a spelling mistake just to let everyone know that, hey, this is Jenny from, from reception, okay? This is a real person. I mean, goddamn. That is just... That's one of the weirdest things. I'll, I'll be candid. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm terrified of robots and ghosts. And this sort of stuff freaks me out, okay? But yeah, that college, Jesus Christ, they missed. And they missed big. It's... <laughs> Oh, God. America's like... It feels like America is just in the future sometimes. Everyone's getting... It's like they're in the future and the past. I don't even know. It's like an alternate dimension. Everyone's getting lit up by guns in a problem that most countries fixed 25 years ago. And then they're getting told about said shootings by robots. I mean, it's like 1964 mixed with 2035. What a wild country. Okay? But anyway... A couple of stories from the week that was, dude, so I was looking after, I was dog sitting on Friday night, and what a time it was. These dogs are interesting because these dogs are tiny, but they're kind of aggressive at times, and I'm I'm like low-key scared of one of them. Dude, it's so funny and so embarrassing to be scared of a tiny dog because <laughs> you just can't justify it. You can't be scared of something that's up to your ankle, uh, but that's that's the reality of the situation, but... Once we got to know the dogs, they were pretty chill. But, dude, best part of dog sitting, uh, we the, the my mates have a spa. Now, spas. I got a lot of time for spas. I've not spent a lot of time in them, but I've got a lot of time for them. Spas are the marker of a middle-class king. If you have a spa, you've got a party whenever you want it, regardless of the outside conditions. Okay? You set the temperature of the spa, and, and you also set the fucking vibe in that backyard, okay? God forbid the spa is on a deck. That's a power-up that, that no one could handle, but there's something about hanging out, dude, in a spa or a pool. It just powers up the situation. You know, I'm drinking beers. I'm blazing away. On land, that's pretty cool already. That's already a vibe in and of itself, but if you do those exact things in a spa... I mean, it's some of the best fun you can have. It's just there's there's something about it. And it's just water is a power-up across the board. I think it's water is a status symbol. We don't think about it. You know, some people, God forbid, they don't even have clean drinking water. So that's obviously that's not as chill, you know. This stuff's coming out of my mouth. I'm hearing it for the first time as you're hearing it, okay? So that's why I hit the school shooting thing with the wrong tone. And now I've gone in on some drinking water thing. But let's get past that. Water is a status symbol. Okay, let me think this out in real time. Because, you know, like I said, some people, if you have a pool, that's status. Okay, poor people don't have pools. If you have a spa, I'd put spa almost above pool. Because pools are cool, but you've got you to gotta maintain them. They're not, they're not usable year-round. There's something about a spa that's just kind of like obnoxious, you know? And the other thing about a spa is anyone can look sexy in a spa. Even, even one of the, you know, the biggest bloke out there with a crap hairline and, you know, a rig that even his mother wouldn't want to look at. If you just go up to your neck and put a hat on, I mean, that guy's probably going to pull in that spa. And that's just the reality of the situation. But then, dude, the biggest status symbol of water is not even being in it. It's being on it, okay? If you can get yourself onto a boat, God forbid you have a boat in a spa, that's as good as it gets, dude. So that's what I was doing on Friday night, just getting blazed in a spa. And I got to say, we were in the spa for like five hours straight. Like it's pretty much as good as it gets. The weather wasn't even good. There was like a storm happening above us. That's how good spas are. We're above the elements at that point. Great times there. And then just last night I was at drove down to Wollongong Uni to do a gig. Wollongong Uni, interesting gig. I've done it maybe 8 times over the years. Big room, okay? It's like probably seats like 400 and dude, I had a I had a piece of nicotine gum on the way down. Ran into some nicotine gum on the weekend. My mate gave me some. This stuff, let me tell you. It's pretty much as close to speed as you can get from what I can tell. Dude, I was driving down to Wollongong just like gacked up, dude. I was like, fucking woo, let's go. Like, I was like, holy shit. My heart heart rate was through the roof. I was like, fuck, this is a workout. (laughs) I don't know about nicotine gum. Some people are chewing that stuff all day. I don't know how they haven't had a heart attack. It was fucking wild. But dude, I'm driving down to Wollongong, sideways rain, and then some of the worst fog I've ever... In fact, the worst fog... I've ever encountered. It's the sort of fog where you couldn't even see like a meter in front of the car. Everyone's got their hazards on, you know. I'm in the Metro, I'm thinking, eh, the tires are probably ready to go. You know, it was nervy times. It was. I had like my nose touching the steering wheel. It was one of those. So there was a lot going on out there, guys. And finally get to the gig alive. I was like late in the second half. So I'm getting there like 20 minutes after the show started. The line, it's like fucking splendor in the grass out there, dude. There's like 600 kids lined up out the front. I go, oh, the show must be starting late or something. Nah. I've never seen comedy with such a buzz around it. There's like, it seats 350 or something. There's like 600 kids in there. There's like 400 seated 200 standing on the side and around the outside and then like another 500 lined up outside it was like cranking i thought the arts have arrived this is it this is the moment we've all been waiting for stand-up comedy is on the map and there was no like you know wildly famous superstars on the lineup uh there was tom cashman who's on taskmaster he was probably our heaviest hitter fame-wise you know, sometimes if you, if you book like a Luke Kidgel or a Frenchie at a uni, you will see absolute pandemonium. But there was nothing like that going on. Um, so, yeah, wow. P- people just coming out to see the arts. It's something we've not seen before. And I felt like a superstar. I, I walked past all these all these kids, 400 of them. I said, excuse me, <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm, I'm an artist. And I literally had to be like security escorted through the masses. And I was like, everyone at like, they were like out of the way, out of the way. I was under my breath. I was like, no one touch me. I'm an artist. Don't touch me. <laughs> and, uh, dude, it was a wild gig. It was, it wasn't like the best gig on the planet because there was way too many people in there. Like a lot of the 200 kids standing, they were like not listening to the comedy at all. And it's a massive stage with like huge fallback speakers and, uh. So it's kind of fucking wild up there. It was a wild experience. There was just, there was an energy in the room. They were very friendly. They were definitely listening, and uh, yeah, it was it was a weird one, but a good one. Highly, lot of energy in the room. Very exciting. I was getting a lot of like oohs in my set. Like I don't know, I don't know what's going on with these uni kids. I don't know if TikToks turned them into little bitches or something. But I was getting, I was like, what what's going on? Because I'm not really an edgy comedian, but some of my jokes, I was getting like. I was like, fucking, what am I, Anthony Jesselnik? Shut up, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I don't mind getting oohs if I say something fucking full on, but I don't really. So, you know what I mean? It's just like bad for momentum. But it was really fun. Great gig. Great, great. uh, It was great to see the arts with such a spotlight on it, you know? And anyway, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really went wrong. Drove home safely. I honestly fucking flew home because the nicotine gum was still pumping through my veins. I don't know how much nicotine was in this gum, but I would say too much, okay? And also, I felt like laser focus before the gig, but I also felt a bit like too up. (laughs) I felt like too like, whoa, you know what I mean? Because before you go on stage, you want to relax a bit, whereas the nicotine gum just had me fucking rev, dude. So, one of the more exciting Tuesday nights you'll see, really. Okay, up next. Something in the news that caught my eye. This is... I don't want to get too negative, okay? I don't want to get too ranty. I don't want to make this podcast something it isn't. But I saw something pretty horrifying in the news. A $46 schnitty is being sold at a bowling club in Sydney. I'm going to say that again. A $46 schnitty is being sold at a bowling club in Sydney. Now, this is... Egregious. And do you know what, guys? You you all laughed at me. I think I'm projecting onto you guys because Macron Adzi laughed at me. But I've been I've been saying for months that the pub feed is getting ridiculous. We're at the point in Sydney where it's like 50 sheets if you want a couple of schooners and a pub feed. 50 sheets. I'm sorry, am I Bill Gates? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's expensive, okay? That's what I'm saying. It's expensive, and it's one of those things where it's just crept away from us. We didn't keep an eye on this, and it showed. Uh, Firstly, for $46, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to have like... Is that also like bottomless Carlton drafts? Like, that's just ridiculous to pay... I go to Woolworths, one chicken breast, $8. You fill in... The other 38 for me, brother. Okay? Not to mention, you're getting at cost. Like, this is just someone got a fair trade. And here's the thing. Part of this $46, the actual schnitty itself is $28. But then you've got to pay $8 for salad and $7 for chips. That should be included. I think pub feed. If I walk into a pub, chips and salad, don't even put it on the menu. We know it's on there. Okay? Is this Australia? You know what I mean? If I go to Bondi Beach, am I going to see some pommy guy walk straight into a rip? What country am I in? If we're not including chips and salad, throw the whole thing out. Let's start again. Let's just rebuild this nation from the ground up because I think we have lost our way. It's just like, I hate the add-ons. Like this cafe around the corner from us, they do a brat. You would think bacon, rocket, avocado, tomato. Do the A in brat at my local cafe stands for aioli. I'm sorry, but sauce cannot have a single letter in an acronym. You need it be a real ingredient. You know, what, what are they going to chuck an S on the end and that count? What does that stand for? Salt? Some things in life, you just need to know they're there and chips and salad are one of them. Okay. When I order a beer, I don't expect to pay $3 for the glass itself on top. Okay. Some things just need to be included. What charge me for the plate and the fucking cutlery while you're there, mate? Like, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm so revved up, but this is terrifying. Do you know what it is? I think we let we let them charging $3 for gravy. We let that go. And I thought that was pretty good of us. We let $3 gravy go. And let's be honest, a lot of the time you need two gravies. Or peppercorn sauce or whatever you're into. Okay. Here's the deal. We let $3 gravy go. And instead of seeing that as the olive branch it was from the consumer to the pub, they've said, oh, sweet. These guys, have. we've got them with their pants down. Let's take them for a ride. And I I just hate to see it, okay? This is what happens when, well, I don't really know. I don't really know what, I was going to talk about inflation and stuff, but I don't know what any of that means, okay, outside of the context of a balloon. So... Let's move on from that, but and the thing is, forty six dollars for this for this schnitty. Let's put that to one side because schnitties are sold everywhere. So don't tell me that this has to be the price because you go out to a country town, the schnitty is twelve dollars and it feeds a family of five. Okay, I think they're butchering pterodactyls out in Dubbo. I had a schnitty. It was just the whole table. My whole table was filled with schnitty. Okay, I've still got it in the freezer. It's going to get me through the winter. For $12, and yet $46 gets you, I don't care if there's fucking special breadcrumbs on it. You know what I mean? Breadcrumbs are breadcrumbs, mate. There is no such thing. You know, that's where we're headed. It's going to be sourdough breadcrumbs and fucking chickens raised in Bondi or something. But this is just, we've got to nip this in the bud now. Carl Stefanovic got on the front foot on the Today Show, once again showing that he got, guys, he's not a coked up multimillionaire. He's a battler just like us, okay? So, thank you, Carl. Why do some pubs think they're restaurants? If I wanted a $46 meal, I'd go to some place where I can't say the name without it potentially being cultural appropriation, okay? Unless you got one of those little apostrophes above a letter where it shouldn't be, I don't need to be paying $46 for a meal. This is where we're at now, okay? So... I don't know if someone needs to have a word to the chefs at some of these pubs that, hey, lads, you didn't make it, okay? You're not actually at whatever a trendy restaurant's name is, okay? (laughs) You're at the fucking, you know, so-and-so bolo. Sharpen it up, okay? Sharpen it up. And by it, I mean the price, okay? (laughs) Sorry, I think I just got too passionate during that segment and I've... I got too revved up to think clearly, but that's okay. I think the message was across. This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Newsflash, gentlemen. Even though Valentine's Day has just swung past, love can still be in the air with Manscaped. With the best tools to look after your tool, join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code DARCY, That's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, for 20% off and free shipping. That's code word DARCY for 20% off and free shipping. I've been using these Manscaped products for ages now, and they're just the best in the biz. You won't find a product easier to use, safer to use. It's got that sick light on the front. You could dead set shave your balls in a Thai cave. I mean, it's unparalleled. And the confidence you receive... From whipping around town knowing you've got the best hygiene within three blocks either way. I mean, your shoulder blades are going to be grinding together. So get amongst it, lads. Uh, the holidays went by so quickly. And you've got to remember to take care, take care of your package with the best tools for the job. The Platinum Package from Manscaped is the all-encompassing package that every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The headliner in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. The trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts and even has a 4,000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. On top of that, it's waterproof too. This package also includes the Weed Whacker for nose and ear hair trimming. And and Manscaped, how good is this? They're throwing in two free gifts, their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. But of course, no platinum package is complete without the Ultimate Hygiene Bundle to keep you fresh from head to toe. This bundle includes Manscaped's premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo, shampoo, body and ball deodorant, and much more. Infused with aloe vera and sea salt, Manscaped's body wash will leave your skin feeling clean, fresh, and hydrated all night long, lads. So get 20% off and free shipping I'll repeat, 20% off and free shipping with the code DARCY, that's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use the code word DARCY, support the companies that support this podcast and get amongst it. Up next, Harry Styles did a shoeie at his concert on the weekend. And I think we just need to sort of take stock as a nation with where we're at with the shoey. Because I'm not here to knock it, okay? I'm not here to knock it at all. But it's it's kind of become our trademark, the Shoei. And it's interesting because, firstly, Americans are blown away by it. And I'm just sick of seeing the news headlines of American artists freaks out at Chewy. I guess it is kind of a weird thing to do. But... I don't know. The shoey has become our trademark and it's an interesting one because now we've sort of, we're at this part now, for a long time, blokes were jumping off balconies onto tables while others filmed and that was a good laugh. But now those very same blokes, they're staying on the ground and they're drinking beer out of shoes. And the thing with the shoey is it's actually a lot of fun because it's, its bark is worse than its bite. You know, you, you put the beer in the shoe, you're thinking, oh God, no, but just drink it, mate. Okay? I don't know if you've ever had a Tooie's Extra Dry out of a bottle, but it tastes a lot worse than a regular beer out of someone's shoe. I'll tell you that for free. Okay? And the shoe itself is quite key to, to executing a phenomenal shoeie. You want a name brand, usually Converse, Nike, Adidas, etc. And, and you want it to be worn for about three months. Okay? We're in February right now. I've just got some Converse for Christmas. That's perfect shoeie material. Okay, that lets people know that hey, I'm trendy, but also they're not so worn that it's going to be you know completely rancid to those around you. You know, you want the shoey. I saw a guy do a shoey out of like a 20 year old Dunlop volley, and also he himself had quite poor hygiene. And in, instead of revving up the room, it actually caused a lot of people to leave in disgust. So the shoey is touch and go. It's high risk, high reward. You know, if 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 you're at a pre drinks and it's just teetering on the edge you know, people are sort of, I don't know, and you want to really shoot them into next week, you can do a shoey, okay? And with the right shoe, the right crowd, I would definitely check it's majority males. And ideally, you've got a former UFC fighter in the room. Uh, This thing can be something that can really rev up your experience. So I'm kind of enjoying watching all these celebrities get peer pressured into doing shoeys on stage, you know? Because Harry Styles... I mean, fair play to Harry Styles. I don't know I don't know what his brand is, but I'm guessing the Chewies wouldn't fall into it, you know? I don't know if this is uh, anti-woke, but traditionally when I see a bloke wearing a dress, I don't immediately assume he's ravenous to drink beer from a shoe, okay? Call me old school, but that's just how I see it. So fair play to Harry. It's also hilarious to see some of the biggest superstars in the world to succumb to peer pressure. Okay, what is the most powerful aphrodisiac on the planet? Or no, that's not right. What is Aphrodisiac means sexual. Sorry, what is the most powerful drug on the planet? A lot of people would answer heroin. You'd be wrong. It's actually peer pressure. And to watch Harry Styles get peer pressured into something he definitely doesn't want to do by thousands of 11-year-old girls, it's actually fucking hilarious, dude. So I'm kind of enjoying the shoey. The shoey's having a real moment right now. I love Tai Tuovasa doing it at the UFC. I hate it when Americans do it. They just... Because here's the thing. Americans do the shoey for the validation. Australians do the shoey because we need a vessel to drink beer out of. You know what I mean? It's a time constraint. We're doing it for practical reasons. Americans are clawing for some form of... Americans want to appear laid back. And, and the shui, them doing a shui is a desperate bid to appear that way. But loving the shui, loving people getting peer pressured. I mean, 2023. 2023 is low-key cranking along. I'm not minding it at all, dude. Anyway, up next, I'm going to do the project, and then I'm going to talk about the cricket. So, just quickly, on the project. So, we've been watching The Last of Us here at the Pad, and we just watched episode three where there's the famous gay sex scene that was all over the news. I didn't read about it because I didn't want any spoilers. Uh, If the spoil was that two blokes had gay sex, well, then that was spoiled already. But I didn't want any further spoilers. I didn't know how the gay sex related to the plot. Okay. So turns out one of the gay guys from episode three, I forget his name, Frank, I believe, or Bill. It's Bill and Frank. Dude, he's Australian. This guy's Australian. This actor, Murray Bartlett, he absolutely slaughters episode three of Last of Us. I don't know if he's in the rest of the show. I'm not up to it yet. But wow, this guy is fucking talented as shit, dude. This is like one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. That's not like controversial to say. But wow, he was good in it. And in Aussie, you know, the project is the segment where we celebrate Australian talent killing it here and abroad. This guy's killing it abroad. He's in the number one television show on the planet. His resume in Australia, let me run these two up the flagpole and see if they rev you. This guy was formerly on Neighbours and McLeod's Daughters, okay? Anytime you see someone who's been formerly on Neighbours succeed in Hollywood, it's a great day for the Australian film industry. It's a great day for the arts in this great nation, okay? Neighbours is a talent pipeline and you can either go I mean the people who come out of Neighbours it's a tough old slog you either be from what I can tell people who are on Neighbours either become wildly successful Hollywood stars or work on the self-serves at Woolies so you know it's a real fork in the road it's a, it's high risk high reward going on that show but yeah just shout out to Murray Bartlett he's absolutely killing it he was on White Lotus as well which I haven't watched but was also very trendy so just love to see an Aussie out there in the mix Murray also, with the name Murray, that's fucking hilarious, dude. If I was casting a movie and some guy came in and said, I'd like to play the sensitive gay man on your show uh, in this zombie apocalypse. And they said, no worries, sir. What's your name? And he goes, uh, Murray. <laughs> I would have just burst out laughing and told him to get the fuck out. So speaks even more to the talent of this great man. Fantastic to see an Aussie just in the pocket overseas. Go on, Murray. Okay, just to finish us off here, I'm going to talk about the second test in the cricket between Australia and India. Now, last week, I was defensive of the boys. I stood up for them. You know, I had to go at the old players who were criticizing the team. I said, there's no need to panic. Guys, (laughs) it might be the time to panic. It might be the time to panic. Wow, I was wrong again. And this series is just moving at such a fast pace because the test matches only go for two and a half days. So you can be you can be wrong so quickly as I was. On Thursday on the podcast, I said, don't panic, we'll be fine. Uh, by Sunday at 5 p.m., I was more wrong than any man on the planet. <laughs> so, man, what a wild afternoon Sunday was. So Australia was batting. We were one for 60. I was ready to go. I sat down at 3 p.m., had a beer in hand. Adzi's there. We're so excited. You know, we, we've we got a 60-run lead. This game is on the table, dude. And we lost uh, Travis Head early, but whatever. He He looked good the night before. And then it was it was great. I was loving it. It was Ashwin and Jadeja versus Smith and Marnus for a bit. And that was like test cricket at the highest level. I was really enjoying that for the brief period it was happening. And then just wickets started falling at such a rapid rate. At one point my sister texts me. Okay? So my phone's on, my phone's on the couch next to me. My sister texts texts me a text message. I pick up the phone, I look at it. I open the message, I reply, I put the phone down, we've lost another wicket. Like, it was just, you couldn't blink, you know? We were losing so many wickets, there wasn't even time to text a family member amidst the chaos, okay? It was just crazy. You could feel the panic dripping off the lads through the telly screen. Matt Renshaw came out and faced eight balls. He was dismissed for two. He looked like he was going to get out every single ball. I've just never seen anything like it. Like he just looks awful out there and 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 I'm not picking on him because everyone did. And then once Hanscom got out, it was just panic stations. You know, I think Pat Cummins came out with his gloves on the wrong hands and his helmet on backwards. Look. All the boys got out sweeping, okay? I'm in for sweeping. You know, Matt Hayden was on commentary. Uh that's us we'll talk about that in a second. Uh But I'm in for sweeping. Matt Hayden, when he had success in India, he swept the absolute shit out of them, okay? And I understand that sometimes with these reverse sweeps and paddles, they are premeditated. But with the conventional sweep and failing that, the slog sweep, I do think that you should wait for the ball to come out of the bowler's hand before you decide you're going to try to slog sweep it into the upper decks, okay? Pat Cummins... (laughs) First ball amidst one of the worst collapses of of all time, where we're trying to build a lead. If we just got to 220 somehow, it would have been game on, dude. Pat Cummins' first ball tries to slog sweep. It's like he was sending the cricket ball back to his wife in Sydney. It's like he was trying to send her a souvenir from the trip. I've never seen someone swing harder at their first ball, and the captain as well. That's great if you're one of the boys who's just got out playing a reverse sweep because you're thinking, Just, I mean, Alex Carey's reverse sweep was one of the worst attempts at that shot and he's traditionally great at it. His reverse sweep was one of the... He was nowhere near the ball. He was nowhere near his stumps. (laughs) It was just chaos, okay? But if I'm Alex Carey, I'm thinking, oh, thank fuck. The skipper has played a worse shot than anyone here. So that sort of saves you from a rocket. You know, when the skipper goes out and just tries to slog sweep the first ball for six, I think as the bowler started running into to Cummins, he was already down on one knee. As he was, he took center on one knee, he, he was just like a baseballer. You know, he's just... I think the great cricket boy said that. So I don't want to repeat anything they said, but um, oh my God. Jesus Christ, you know, it's just like swing for the hills. Like, it was just some of the worst batting I've ever seen. And what made it even more hilarious was that, in the con, like, if that happened in the first innings, I would almost understand it more because it's like, yeah, we're really struggling. But in the first innings, we batted so well. Kawaja, Hanscom, dude, Peter Hanscom looks great over there. And to Peter Hanscom's credit in the second innings, he got out. Caught at first slip, defending like a gentleman, okay? <laughs> it was honestly, it was shocking. Okay, I turned it off at about eight down. Um, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Like, I understand Travis Head got off to a flyer in the second innings and it was like, okay, cool. We're gonna counter punch here, we're gonna hit a few boundaries, and we're gonna try and get to two hundred and put these blokes in. But Travis Head always plays like that. That's like his thing. Okay, so I don't understand why everyone else did it. Just really bizarre batting, you know? I personally, like, just seeing front pads get blown off, dude. It was wild out there. And Jadeja's just celebrating his fucking head off. Yeah. And here's the thing is that they said you know, one's got your name on it out there. They said, you know, get as many runs as you can before one has your name on it. Saying uh, eventually a ball on these uh, these pitches, a ball is going to be delivered. That's going to be so unplayable that you're going to be, it's going to get you out regardless of the shot you play. And that's fine. But here's the thing, is that mathematically speaking, okay? Now I know I came clean before and said that I actually have no idea what inflation is outside of the context of a balloon. But mathematically speaking, okay, let's say I'm batting on the worst deck in India and I face 50 cricket balls. I have no doubt that one of them would get me out. But mathematically speaking, if I try to reverse sweep 15 of those balls and I try to slog sweep 20 of those balls and the other 10 I sweep premeditated. How many more of those balls are going to have my name on it, as the boys said? Okay, The the conditions are here and your decisions are here. They're separate. Okay, the boys are acting like they're getting peer pressured into these crazy shots by the pitch, you know? I think freaking, I don't know what was going on out there. I think Alex Kerry came off and said the pitch told him to play that reverse sweep. The other thing is, like, if it's not, I don't know, at some point, you do have to attempt to block a ball, you know? I think Matt Renshaw played six sweeps in his eight balls. He looks awful out there, just awful, Okay. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so wow. The boys got absolutely thumped out of nowhere. I was enjoying the Test match so much before that last day. And yeah, I mean, Nathan Lyon, Pfeiffer, love to see it. Todd Murphy bowled great again. Kuhneman, I didn't hate it. You know, he took a couple. First weekend in Test cricket, Vera Coley, that's pretty cool. Pat Cummins is the lone seamer. That was exciting. You know, we're playing three spinners. It's like way... There's a spinner opening the bowling. This is crazy, man. I was loving it. Uh, Dave Warner had a terrible time. He's flown home. I was going to say this before he flew home, but I'll just still say it. And I, I know Dave Warner's form over the last two years has been like pretty average outside of that 200. And we're going to England, and our, and his last series in England, he was diabolical. Less than. Here's my thing with Dave Warner is that everyone's saying this guy needs to be dropped yesterday. All right, fine. I see the argument for dropping David Warner. I see it, okay? I got two eyes on it. No one ever says who should replace him because we don't have anyone. I thought Matt Renshaw was the backup opener, but they needed an opener and they played Travis Head. So I don't really see a future for Matt Renshaw in the middle order. Really, I don't think he's a good enough batsman. You need to be averaging 45 with the stick to bat five for this nation. And Cam Green's at six. So I don't really see a future for Renshaw as the opener unless uh, this uh, WA kid, whatever his name is, until like a new opener is bashing down the door, I just feel like the whole Warner thing is a bit null and void. Okay? But anyway, he's concussed with a, and his arm snapped in half, so we probably won't ever see david warner play test cricket again maybe which i hope we do so he gets a bit of a send off but but yeah hmm interesting <laughs> dude uh matthew hayden in the commentary box someone check this guy's blood pressure dude okay there's something about a guy about to have a heart attack while wearing a bright pink cowboy hat that is just like weird to look at some of these guys just need to remind themselves that, hey, it doesn't say Matthew Hayden opening opening bat on your name badge in the commentary box, mate. It says media, okay? So if he could just relax a little bit, I mean, the way Matthew Hayden commentates is that he goes, here's what I would do, and anyone who's not doing what I would do, I'm just going to scream into this microphone until... Hopefully, they just play my commentary over the loudspeakers out to the ground. I think Matthew Hayden thinks the commentary is on the loudspeakers at the stadium. He's like screaming. He's like, what are you doing, Steve? Fuck! Like, it's just, it's not even commentary. It's not even commentary at all. So, whatever. A lot of calls for Justin Langer to be coach again, or he never should have left. I want JL to still be coached just to see the press conference after that second test. It would have just been Justin Langer sitting there in complete silence for 35 minutes, grinding his teeth into the microphone with all the journalists too scared to ask a question. So, (laughs) I don't know, dude. It's one of those things where, you know, where like the other day I was working, I was doing some landscaping and it was a crap day. It was miserable. It was raining and it was the worst day ever. And then it started raining so fucking heavy so heavy. And I asked Adzi and he's like we just got to finish this job. And it ju- it was raining so heavily to the point where the situation became hilarious. It went from being a bad day to almost a good day with how truly horrific things had become. And that's how I would describe this test tour of India. I'm not even you know what I mean? I'm almost fascinated to see what will happen from here. It's just it we've played so poorly in that second innings that now this this is of interest as like a as like a scientific study like what will they do next <laughs> i would be surprised if like just <laughs> imagine the boys go all right no more sweep shots everyone just run at everything and the boys are just all getting stumped next test <laughs> oh fucking hell anyway all right good luck lads or whatever series is over um all right that is the solo pod for this week rowan arneel bid coming up next in full i promise Again, apologies for last week's technical difficulties. I'll be candid; I had very little notes this week, so I hope you enjoyed that. But uh, but but oh, yep, my Australian stand-up comedy tour hitting all the capital cities and Wollongong and Newcastle. Please come on out, yeah. So if you you know, good to good to support the cause, come out and see a show. Scooners after guaranteed, and you can get those tickets via the link in my Instagram bio. So hope to see you there. And yeah, thanks for listening, dude.
0: Too long, too long, yeah, and I can see the ground
1: now. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another second half of Get Around Me. <laughs> Still need a title, doesn't matter. Joining me as always, Rowan Arneal. Mate, what is doing? Waking
0: up with Billy and Rowan in the morning, mate.
1: Yep, we're we're just two bad boys on the airwaves. <laughs> yeah, I'm well. That's the way, mate. Now, off the rip here, mate, bit of controversy last week. Was there? Well, there was an issue with Spotify that I thought was innocuous. Yeah. I thought it was, I didn't read into it, uh, where the podcast uploaded like the first hour Mm. and then five minutes into you you and me, it was just cut off on Spotify. Fuck. Not for everyone. I don't even know. And I can't help but when I look back at this incident, analyzing oh, it oh no i went off on the jews <laughs> it did coincide with you talking about the jews
0: <laughs> or i also went off on tradies so it could be tradies as well
1: oh, i cut that bit from the pod oh no i didn't have time to listen to the whole oh, thing God yeah the God. whole second half already got cut and then what i did upload i didn't make it either mm. so and and it was the one episode you spoke about the jews mm, mm. so i just want to get your thoughts on that is it something you will be doing more of? Well, will this podcast survive if you do it again?
0: A, f- a friend of the podcast had wronged me the day before, so it was it was all very one on one Jew hating. It wasn't about broader spectrum. Jews. Oh, it's
1: an individual Jew,
0: an individual Jew, and his general Jewiness.
1: Also, it was totally fine. Like I didn't even edit anything out. Oh, perfect. So it was it was all above board. But I'm just wondering, even the subject. Maybe they're just going <laughs> in across the board. They keep
0: acting like we're crazy for saying they control the media. And then they just control the media so much. Do you reckon
1: there's a thing on Spotify where if they just hear the word Jew four times, it just shuts it down automatically?
0: With a deep enough voice saying it, they're like, no, 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 done, done.
1: That's a a far right voice. A
0: a non-nasally voice just said Jew. (laughs) They're fucked.
1: Interestingly enough, mate, Apple Podcasts, no issues.
0: No issues. <laughs> Thank God. Steve you, Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> he's,
1: he wants to let it let it ride.
0: F- famously stole quite a lot of work from the Jews. Steve Wozniak, all the boys. He had yeah. a, a team of G- Jews working for him and then really didn't give them anything. Wow. Yeah, he's anti-Jews.
1: Who, is that Wozniak?
0: No, Jobs. Jobs. Who's Wozniak? He was the man that did all like the back end stuff, the hard stuff. And Jobs was more like marketing.
1: Yeah, I love that Bill Burr bit where he's like Who <laughs> he just walks out solo. <laughs> yeah, I love it. just like Dude, Bill Burr's bit is so funny where it's like Steve Jobs has all these smart guys in a room and he'll just say the wildest things and expect it. Like he's like he's he goes in with like thousands of books. He's like, I want all of these in this. <laughs> And they're like, "What planet is this guy on?" And he's like, "You got 7
0: days." I don't hear anything king. <laughs> yeah. He's probably eating something pretentious like a pear. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the best stand-up bits of all
1: time. Yeah, and then and then like you said, when the iPhone's finally done, teams yeah. upon teams of people working for years. He just walks out by himself, <laughs> pulls it out of his pocket. Ladies and gentlemen, I've done it again.
0: Sneakers and jeans, like it was no big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Would you ever- How successful would you need to get where you're just like, fuck it, I'm wearing whatever I want? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty- It's not like I'm like- I was about to say, because it's not like we're trying that hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I've got to wear a hoodie and jeans tonight. It's like, I just wear what I'm normally wearing.
1: Yeah. There is a line where, like, if you're just wearing, like, absolute garbage and you are also garbage- Mm. Then that's like you, you're like not successful, and mm. it's like uh, what what is this guy's deal? Mm. But if you're like a famous celebrity in a tracksuit, mm. dude, all of a sudden that tracksuit's like edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Lowe's tracksuit on like Pete Davidson, it takes on a new life.
0: Mm. It is fun for sure. Now, yeah, I just wear shorts because it's hot all the time right now. Yep. I've been hosting in shorts, being like, I don't give a fuck, dude.
1: Hosting a comedy night in shorts. That's how you let the crowd know that you're a fucking cowboy.
0: <laughs> I know stand-up comedians don't look like this on TV, but this is what we've got tonight. This is it. We've got a young white man with white long socks and vans. That's what it
1: is. Yeah, every 60, 60-year-old in the crowd is already asking for a refund. <laughs> Anytime someone over the age of 50 sees, uh, you know, fresh unsheathed calves on the stage, <laughs> they want a refund.
0: <laughs> I saw this, Um, I this is like older... Italian American comedian I used to follow that was used to say that silly, he was just this silly old man that did mics in New York. Um, and I saw him upload a photo once in three quarter sh- shorts, and he was like, George Carlin said never wear shorts on stage. Too bad I never really liked the guy. I like, fucking know. Oh. dude, just <laughs> give take a fuck. Taking swipes at a dead man, <laughs> yeah. add this to your grave, George. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the Brooklyn mic with three quarter shorts
1: on. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny to um, to like take something someone said personally, but they didn't say it to you. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing with like... My favorite thing in the world is people responding to no one. Mm, yeah. Like uh, I remember one year on the Falls Festival lineup. I love looking at festival lineup comments. Mm. I remember one comment, like the top comment, it did have like 200 likes, but it was this guy re- just responding to no one. He just said... Well, looks like I won't be coming this year. You've just lost yourself a customer. <laughs> 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 He's taken the light up itself personally. Mm. That's that's as good as it gets.
0: Americans are the key, the key kings of this. They probably did invent it. They're like, they're taking away Christmas. And you're like,
1: who's taking away Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> it's always this hypothetical person. Mm. Dude, I love that shit.
0: They want to take away our pride. And you're like, who can just name someone? Please.
1: Yeah. It's like, do you know what? If it was someone, we could sort that shit out. Mm, if, it's, if it's like Craig who lives three doors <laughs> down is taking away Christmas. Mm. Well, let's go fucking sort Craig out because mm. he's just one guy. Let's fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> what I cannot attack is a hypothetical group of- Millions of people, yeah, and then, lurking in the shadows, yeah,
0: and then people start bringing out the J word all of a sudden. That's yeah, how that that's, happens. And then you're
1: off Spotify. And then you're <laughs> off
0: Spotify. You're fucked again. Yeah. <laughs> Just and name someone, so the conspiracy theorists <laughs>
1: don't name the Jews. Yeah, I know, dude. The Jews, the Jews, cop a rap for sub stuff where it's like. You just didn't know who did this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whenever it's the powers that be, people like to have a little think and be like, it's probably. <laughs> In high school, we like didn't know that Jews were like a thing, really. like the, It was just like this word that was just from South Park or something, because there was no Jews around it at our school.
1: No, not on the nor- northern beaches.
0: Polynesians, Asians, and white dudes just calling oh, everyone yeah. Jews.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at one stage, my mate was running around the school tagging, Riyaj, Rowan is a Jew, and I'd have to run find them and cross them out. And it's like, what is this fucking oh, weird man, form of just-
1: anti-Semitism? That's just littered with complexities, that. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: education. What
1: a fucking ride. I know.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was cleaning out my room this week. My parents are fucking putting it up for rent or whatever. And there's a year nine book that just says English, history, PDHP, religion thing. And there's literally. So, your
1: year nine book, you just have one book. I just have
0: one book. I remember having one book. And, and here's the
1: thing: you can have one book for five subjects if you don't apply yourself in any of the five.
0: Exactly, and there's literally nothing in it. Wow, it was just it was just a placeholder, like a prop, <laughs> to occasionally be thrown at the fan.
1: Yeah, just to just to maintain the facade <laughs> of your education. <laughs> yeah. And mate, so here's the thing with this stuff: is at least you went to a public school. Yeah. Like I think about the amount of money. It's so daunting, isn't it? Like because uh, I read this week that private schools are more popular than ever, Than ever, and mm. people are going to public schools less, which I found interesting because I thought everything's so expensive. Yeah. But w- what's the gossip, mate? Your public school trash. I'm from the Ivory Tower. Mm. Would you send your kids to a, pr- to a public school or a private school? Because what I'm thinking is, yeah, you're a rat bag, but some of the kids I went to private school with they're absolute fucking losers, mm. and they were always gonna be. Mm. There's not enough Catholic education in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I it would... wouldn't have mad it. Yeah, yeah, forty k, yeah. no k. Set, mm. Just do a trade from year seven well, onwards. This this person's a cunt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think
0: um, when I started hanging out with more private school like people, like private school girls and stuff, when we were in high school, I was like. All my friends are, like, so much better parented than you guys. Because there are all these people that were, like, 40... Because these weren't, like, your school. These are, like, 45 fucking K, 40 K schools. Yeah, I was so, a mid-tier Yeah, Bible you're, school. like, mid-tier Catholic
1: yeah. Um, That's shit. why I'm only a bit of a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, like, such pieces of shit. And I was like, dude... But that's what I'm saying. So, like, there was a couple of blokes in my year. And, like, it was only a couple. But, like, there's a couple of them where I was, like... For twenty five k, you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, you can
0: very much not learn. I think it depends on the area. Hey, I would, I would have to live in a pretty fucked area for me to like send my kids to I'm the not, private. I'm school. not saying get
1: crazy and send your kids to chroma or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, let's let's keep our head above water. Mm, mm. But I'm just saying that. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you can certainly have a shit education at both. My school gets better marks than your school.
1: Mate, you always bring that up to me, your school, my school, we're in our late 20s, just let it go, (laughs) I've never once brought that up to you, like you've got this poor guy chip on your shoulder and it's it's just
0: like, have I been
1: bringing up ATAR results in conversation or something? It's
0: just, it's very frustrating that everyone still thinks it's a shit school and we made it good Who's
1: everyone, Rowan? I don't know. It's my everyone? dad
0: bred this into me. It's all my father. He's like, every year they posted the marks when St. Augustine's and St. Paul's and all of them got better marks. Then as soon as your school, Rowan, as soon as the public education starts working their shit out, there's nothing, mate. And it's Murdoch. It's all fucking bullshit. So I've got that
1: just chirping away. Yeah. And you're projecting it onto me. For sure. I think some kid in a blazer shoved you when you were twelve and I'm still copying the repercussions of it.
0: Oh uh, well yeah, some Riverview boys definitely hurt <laughs> hurt
1: the side of my yeah. face a fair bit with some very lethal punches. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I was about to say, 45K a year, you got this cunt rucking your face out on a <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning. As his, as his $200 boot cleats entered, entered my eyeball, I thought, what a great bloke this guy is. These are morally superior children. I was
0: like, please stop rucking me. Unlike, unlike you, I have to be home by
1: one. I, I, I have strict codes that I need to stick to. I have chores, <laughs> yeah. you know. I don't have some chick called Consuela picking me up when it suits. Yeah, I,
0: I don't have my own car. I don't have mobility. Please. No, I was so far. I remember in English once, our teacher that just, we never listened to her. She just, she just didn't have it. She didn't have it. She ha- didn't have it. She didn't have it. And if she'd been working in, here's the thing if she'd been working in the private system, she would have been fired for sure. But you can really you can really stick your little talent in in the public system.
1: Oh, it's like the... It's a government gig, isn't it? Hardcore. Yeah, so you can't...
0: In year 12, I used to barely go to biology because the teacher was so bad. He'd just stick his finger in his belly button and do online dating. And then one lesson, he was gone and there was another teacher there and the principal came in and was like, mate, guys, I'm sorry you had him for HSC. HSE. Like, we realize he's a bad teacher. We've got rid of him. Like, you're going to have like this miss, no, 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 she's the best science teacher there is and you're going to have lessons to catch up. And we were like, oh, maybe we could actually learn something in this subject. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, he was back. <laughs> and we were like, what? And the principal just came in and was like, look, he threatened to sue the government. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's back. So, we fired him and before the words let my, left my lips, he had called the unions. Yeah. It turns out the whole conversation was on speaker with the unions. So,
0: just like, fuck, that is the downfall of it. But she showed us dead poet society to try and get us into English. Oh, wow. But it's all like private school, um, like incredibly private boarding school. And we were just like, what are you talking about? We want to bash these guns.
1: This is so different. Yeah, if these guys like poetry, we don't like poetry. Mm.
0: Yeah, this is a terrible... Show us fucking eight mile.
1: Dude, I love the image of your teacher online dating but on the Lappy. <laughs> on the Lenovo, mate. Yeah, on the Lenovo, <laughs> looking for love. Yeah, okay, Cupid, mate. <laughs> okay, Cupid. See, mate, that's back when when lads were swinging from the hip, when you when you'd have to open up the laptop and see what's out there, write you a know. full email. Yeah, ring a ding ding, you've got the king as you as you log in on Google Chrome. Year twelve science, this couldn't be
0: important in any way. Let's just kind of let Rowan circle the desks and just kind of fuck with people for 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, so I really need a good mark in science to get into my chosen uni degree. So, mate, I'm waiting for Janine to write back. <laughs> she just sent me a pretty busty pic, okay? It took me two minutes to download it because it was four megabytes.
0: Oh, teachers are fucking so dumb.
1: Yeah, sometimes, well, no. No, (laughs) no. no. but some of them, some
0: of them are like horrific. The difference in good to bad is like insane. Oh, yeah. Like some of them you're like so absorbed and this guy is so good at his job and then other ones you're like, you may as well be just like an administrator in school. Yeah, but
1: it's like anything. Some people just aren't there for it. Some Mm. people are just, they've checked out, they're Mm. not enjoying what they're doing. Mm. But it's annoying when someone is just tanking their job, which I, I got time for. Yeah, me too. I understand that people hate their job. Yeah. I worked a couple of jobs myself, okay? But then when it's a job where like they their thing affects someone else, mm. you know, it's like, do you reckon you could pep up a bit?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of my future. <laughs> yeah. I would honestly, for the first time in my life, I would love to know about osmosis. Let's yeah. fucking work it out.
1: <laughs> Come on, I really need this. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying too hard in some of the other subjects. Yeah,
1: this is my one. Did you have those blokes there was a few blokes in my year who like really got the fucking I don't know whether whether it was a parent spray or or what but a couple of boys activated themselves in year 12. Mm. You know what I mean? Did you have any lads in your year who just started trying out of nowhere? Oh, I was that. You were that? Yeah, yeah.
0: Out of resentment. I was I was not activated. I was
1: What activated you?
0: Um, I realised that there were a lot, quite a lot of people that I detested that were going to go better, going to have a better mark than me. Yeah, and right. I was like, "Fuck those fucking dogs." Yeah, vengeance. Yeah, so out of spite, I was like, "Out Fuck, of spite, I kind of got to get this together."
1: God forbid, a couple of those lads were Jewish. You would have been, <laughs> you
0: would have been fired up, mate. Mate, some Malaysian boys were absolutely on my tail, dude. Vengeance is the sweetest motivator there is. Mm, yeah, so someone got in my ear about. These guys are going to beat you, my mate. And I was like, oh, true. Yeah, Christ. right. And then I got grounded for drugs and that helped as well. Oh, okay. That really <laughs> locked you in. <laughs> yeah,
1: that locked me in. Dude, it's great. I um, I did all my HSC study at my nan's house. And like, mate, the ideal setup, right, is that no internet access. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think I was even... I think I was off the handwritten notes. I'm an analog man.
0: You are analog. yeah. And nice.
1: so... I'm off the handwritten notes, no internet access. Nan's just bringing in absolute filth every half hour, Fuck. you know, like m and Smarties, hot dogs for lunch. Oh. And I'm just in the pocket. And this Damn. is back when I've got a fucking flip phone as well. Oh, perfect. So, you put me in that room. I'm in that fucking room.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's the
1: setup. Yeah. That's- and I was just motoring through work. Oh, that's yeah. sick. It, was, it just goes to show what you could do without the internet. Yeah. Without complete distraction. Without distraction, almost anything is possible.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'd, uh, I tried to go digital and it didn't work for me. Yeah. It was like, oh, no. Even even with the boundary of a library and everyone being able to see what you're doing, after about 15 minutes of that, you're like, oh, fucking who gives a shit? <laughs> Dude, the, the
1: library <laughs> study sessions for HSC were so fun because mm. you would just rock up for half an hour and then be like lunch break. Mm. And then you just milling around the shops. Yeah. And when you're 16, 17, the best thing you can do is mill around at the shops.
0: Yeah, it is nice. Go to 7-Eleven, get a sheep coffee. I was once at the library in this... Brazilian dude next to me didn't realize that his um headphone jack wasn't like, you know, and it's not quite plugged in. Yeah. So, he thinks it's through the headphones. It's Ooh. through the laptop. And he's just for 40 minutes just re- replaying and starting over that corona from where you'd rather be. Oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And you And like, this is so Brazilian.
0: This is so sick.
1: Dude, sometimes, like, and I, I've now, I've identified this within myself, mm. self-awareness, it's, mm. the, it's the key to a balanced life is that, Basically, what I'm doing with music at the moment is every two to three weeks, I find one or two songs mm. and they connect with me on a spiritual plane. Yeah. And I just bash them into the ground mm. until one day I turn it on and feel nothing. Yeah. I like. So, yeah. so now I'm, I'm on it now though. Mm. Like now I'm like, I'll have a day or two where I'm just like, wow, mm. this is it. Yeah. This is fucking it. And then I'm off it. Yeah. Too much of a good thing. Yeah. I'm like that as well. I like to get a nice,
0: just kind of very- beautiful song that speaks to me and just slowly wring its neck of yes. all emotion i was just oh yeah it's all out of there now yeah. and then you're just left with this carcass
1: of the song yeah like
0: oh fuck
1: you have that moment where it comes on and you just go to skip it and you're like oh it's over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude i wanted to talk about this this is what we're talking about anyway but this this singer chick i'd follow this chick Maisie peters she is uh just a Pop artist, mm. and I like her music. Mm. Great girl, but she she has been on tour the whole time, and she's releasing her second album. And she's said uh, she's been dealing with so much heartbreak, and it's been good to put it into the music. How are musicians always heartbroken?
0: I don't know. They just uh, feel more than us, I guess. But is I, it? Do they feel more? I think people are just constantly throwing themselves at them, and then they're like, after six weeks, discovering that they don't actually like that person.
1: But here's the thing is like, if you go on four to five dates with someone and it doesn't work out, I don't think that's anything. I know. But I think these people are writing half an album about that. Yeah, I think they're just allowed to dwell on it in a very- I I think you just get- You think about it so much that this guy taking you to the fucking pub two times, now he's like- now he's the boyfriend, he's the villain, he's like...
0: <laughs> I think it's one of the true horrors of not having a job, maybe. Yeah, I guess you've mate, got time. Come to the site, chip some stone with me. You might forget about that guy pretty quickly and be like, this is what's wrong, yeah. the,
1: the dust in my lungs from this stone. Yeah. Because here's the thing, buddy, if you go on four dates with someone and then they ghost you or they say, oh, I don't want to see you anymore... You just go to work. Mm. You, it's not really. Yeah, yeah. It's you know. It might get, it might get through a little bit, but it's like ah, uh, it's not really making the news. Yeah. Whereas I think if you don't have anything on. Mm. And you just got a pen and a paper, and <laughs> and, and a Sony rep saying, "Hey, we're going to need that second album this time next week." You're thinking, "You know what? I'm just going to light Jason up for four songs here." <laughs> he took me to the Bowley Daily once, and now now I'm, I'm choosing violets, cunt. Okay.
0: We went on one weekend away, and now it's over.
1: Yeah, I never even met his parents, but guess what? You're the whole left hand side of my vinyl.
0: My um, my I probably I might have said this on here. I'll maybe just talk to you about it before. But I used to have it. I was like. Talking about to my mate about how I'd love to have like a musician girlfriend sort of oh, thing. Oh, I would love I'd it. L- love a little Stella Donnelly in my life. Oh my God, and- yes. <laughs> 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 Billy just lost it. <laughs> and my mate just, Mikey just goes, mate, you don't want that. You're, you're not going to make it with her, mate. You're just fucking album fodder.
1: And I was like, oh, no, I'm album fodder. That's exactly what I am. Dude, I honestly, I'm like such a egomaniac. I would love to be lit up on, on a track. Oh, absolutely. Because I would just be thinking, babe,
0: I'm still in your head. <laughs> well, this is like the pathetic thing about me. When there are these artists like that, I'm just like, mate, if she did happen to just, if there was a happened chance. She would love me. She would. I I would be her king immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. It- Here's the thing. There's no way I'd date her and don't make the album. That's, <laughs> that's what you're thinking.
0: Yeah. We're all just listening to yeah. her album. <laughs> We're just like, oh, my God. She mentioned how flat his feet is. This is about <laughs> Billy. This is about Billy. Yeah. The man like- with the tiny nipples. <laughs>
1: <laughs> track three. It's about Billy. Yeah. It's like it's either about Billy or some other worthless white piece of <laughs> shit she dated for three weeks. <laughs> But, dude, I would love it. But it would be fun. <laughs> You've got your
0: podcast. I've got my money.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the thing is, if you light someone up on a podcast, like, it's inherently lame. Mm. That Like, music is cool. Like, there's this guy, um, this, this guy, Mark Harley, who does podcasts with Brendan Sharp. Mm. And now, I don't know what happened, but they're not friends anymore. Mm. And he's going on podcasts, like, talking shit about Brendan Sharp. Mm. Saying, Brendan Sharp said this, and Brendan Sharp did this. And it's like, this is- What are you, a tattletale? <laughs> what are you, snitching? Man, people keep walking into
0: commercial decisions with Brendan Sharp and being like, this will work out perfectly. It's like,
1: but, but he's like doing a- uh, He did like a Reddit Ask Me Anything where he's just lighting up Brendan Sharp. And it's like, this is so lame. Mm. But if you fucking pick up a guitar and say it in code yeah. and make my soul fucking sore, Yeah,
0: because a lot of those people that- Can when it's like in poetry, when you hear their like actual opinion on it, you're like, oh, that's fucking, you're kind of a dumbass. Yeah. But when it's hidden, you're like, oh my God. Like give Kanye like 45 seconds on an album and you're like, oh my God, what's he talking about there? And then you give him three hours and you're like, oh, the fucking Jews. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And yeah, it it ruins the song. (laughs) Dude, it's like, I thought, uh, I mean, that's the perfect example. Kanye in music form. It's unbelievable. We Mm. love it. On a podcast, it's like this is needy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is kind of pathetic, dude. Dude, it's like uh, Ziggy Alberts had this song that I was loving. I can't remember what it was called, Um, but I love Ziggy Alberts still. I've
0: got some Ziggy Alberts Goss if you want.
1: Oh, I'd love to hear it. I've got some as well. Oh, really? We might we might cut (laughs) it. Um, Anyway, but there was this one song. I it was called like Break Apart or something, mate. I thought. And he was talking about like a uh, lack of connection mm. and like, you know, thinking about it more and stuff and opening your eyes. And I was loving it. Absolute mm. tune. Mm. Mate, it turns out he was actually talking about 5G towers and vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was talking about his ex-missus. <laughs> and I gotta say, once I found that out, I was like, oh, this isn't as vibey as I thought it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, when you talk about that stuff like very clearly, it's not quite as vibey as it. <laughs> I-, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm, tappy to toe anymore, mm. mate. Um, it's like, have you that peep show episode? you never watched peep show, hey? That's uh, crazy. No, I haven't. Uh, there's this like um, kind of guru guy in one episode, like yoga dude. And they, he takes them to their farm. They're like, wow, how do you afford all this? And he's like, oh, money has a way of flowing towards me in a spiritual sense after my parents died. <laughs> and like,
1: yeah, that's exactly. That's awesome. What were we talking about? Oh, oh, Ziggy yeah, Albert's. Ziggy Albert's music. Oh, you just how artists are always heartbroken. Oh, yeah. They
0: do ju- I think they just feel it more.
1: They feel it more, yeah. But I yeah, I would love it. Oh yeah, just going on podcasts and stuff. Like, if I come on this podcast and I'm like, oh I dated Jessica <laughs> 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 Like the media I don't care what I say about Jessica. Mm. I would argue the medium itself, it just flatlines it. Like it's lame. Oh absolutely. It's absolutely like unless you're just telling a funny story. If you get mm. on here and you're like, oh, she's gone, it's like, mate. Either pick up a guitar mm. or shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, you're 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 on you're on the money here, Billy. It really needs to be through music. It needs to be through music. Everything else, it's like, dude, no one gives a shit about your heartbreak. No it one needs to, it needs to rhyme. It needs to rhyme. It needs to. It's too. It's too just gross without it. <laughs> yeah, mate. If me and my girlfriend broke up, the people who listen to this podcast would find out in a year. Like I would make it that long.
1: Also, they don't need to find out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, there's this thing now with stand-up, I guess, or podcasts where it's like- do you ever, like? I guess I do more podcasts than you. <laughs> Sometimes I'll go on a podcast and the guy's like uh, explicitly described the first time you had sex. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Man,
0: I'm not making enough money off this shit to just say all my stuff on the yeah, internet. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, I work in a Woolworths warehouse. <laughs> like, like, what if this gets around to the the boys in the meat section? This will ruin me. <laughs> He's like, oh, mate, comedy, just say whatever you want. It's like, yeah, but this this podcast is, like, not... Like, also, the platform's not big enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not just going to fucking vividly describe my first sexual encounter on a podcast... With 74 Instagram followers.
0: Oh. And it's it's also, uncomfortable. Like It's also just like, hey, man, I'm trying to like have a wife one day. Yeah. For fuck's sake, if everyone could stop draining me of
1: disgusting stories, <laughs> I'm trying to be someone's husband. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like there's this thing with comedy now where it's like fucking just tell me anything. Like the rawer the better.
0: <laughs> it's like what?
1: Yeah. On, the, on the fucking critical, I don't know, Hype Squad <laughs> podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The Death Squad podcast. Yeah. The Death Squad.
0: Yeah, LA podcasting has got a bit, quite a bit like that where it's just like, it's become kind of like men's reality television where it's Even- like, this dude said this, this dude said that, now there's
1: beef. Dude, sometimes blokes are going on podcasts just being like, dude, I used to like jack off and want one- and just telling these disgusting stories. <laughs> and I think they think how disgusting it is like gives it value because mm. it's like, oh, no one's saying this. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. But uh, luckily, odds-
0: luckily, we don't have any disgusting stories in our closets, mate.
1: Oh, exactly. Just, I don't yeah. even own a fucking closet. I'll, <laughs> I'll direct you <laughs> to the clothes rack behind you, mate.
0: And it's a beautiful clothes rack at that.
1: Beautiful, mate. And uh, mate, speaking of radio, I've been doing a bit of radio recently. Yeah, you've been on that sports. Sports Entertainment Network. I found out it's actually an AM station.
0: Oh, cool. I yeah. like AM. Yeah.
1: He was like- uh, I, I keep going back because the guy Gibbo. Shout out to Gibbo. Yeah. And this guy is a fucking legend. Because mm. like originally um, when he asked me to come on, um, like I didn't know who he was. So, mm. I was thinking, oh, incoming 45-year-old bloke here. Mm. This guy's just like 25 in a vessel. That's sick. And he's a fucking legend. Anyway, so- but, like, we'll be going on there and, like, I love him because, like, every time I'm, like, what are we going to talk about? He's, like, let's just ram, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, like, let's fucking go. <laughs> but, uh, mate, it's so funny because, they're like, on radio, it's so funny because, like, it's, like, oh, let's talk about this, this, and this. And it's, like, oh, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. Like, Gibbo is, like, super chill. You can talk about whatever you want. Mm. But, like, it's, like, some stuff you're, like, I'm just, like, oh, you can't say that on radio. Or, mm. like, just whether it be, like, I don't know, big graphic or whatever. Not swearing or anything, mm. but... It's like when you're doing that, you're like, oh, yeah, this is why podcasting exists. Like, it's so silly to have like, have shows where you can't like say. Yeah, yeah." it is odd it, having adult, it, two, it's, two it's adults. Like, if I was on a children's radio station, I would understand it. Mm. But it's like, adults listen to this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we can't say that.
0: Yeah, it is and- odd to have a media form that's completely like spearheaded by the fact that children may be in the car.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing I understand that. But then I can't get past Kyle Sanderland's <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, like I don't understand Dude, when like... so dirty. Like, I don't understand when like Kalen Ponga gets done doing cocaine and has to deny it because like the sponsors would freak out. Mm. Whereas the, the sponsors of uh, Kyle and Jackie O, and he's, he's calling up, you know, oh, it's 7am, we're driving you to work. Call in with your favorite dwarf group sex story. Mm. And he's doing naked dating and shit and just like... Just saying the wildest stuff, which I'm in for. I mean, long live Kyle Sandilands and the remaining three years he has on God's green earth. But, (laughs) but I'm just saying, like Kyle Sandilands is swinging so wild. I think the floodgates are open. Yeah, they're swinging so wild on just there. Yeah, but it's like it's like Kyle got a free pass. Yeah, I think I think he made his own free pass just by not giving a fuck. Yeah, not giving a fuck, and
0: just constantly every if anyone calls up, he's just makes it sexual immediately.
1: Yeah. Dude, I remember he said to Guy Sebastian once, um, uh, Guy Sebastian was like, oh, I've just been having a fight with my wife and Carl just immediately he's just like, Oh, best sex makeup sex. How good is it? <laughs> and Guy Sebastian's like on the voice. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, uh
0: <laughs> it it literally is what happens when you develop a coke problem. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that you just bring up sex all the just time. out of his mind. Just- <laughs> you're just the horniest
1: scat man being like, oh, and
0: who came? Where did they come? And he's yeah. like, dude, fucking hell.
1: Dude, Kyle Sandalens had this running bit where one of the guys from Beauty and the Geek, a couple mm. of seasons ago, we watched the whole season. And there was this one contestant who was significantly more autistic than the other contestants. Perfect. And Kyle Sandalens had like a weekly segment where he would just basically- Bring this guy in and just rev him up <laughs> <laughs> and just like make fun of him and just shit on him. <laughs> That's so and funny. And they would send him out into the world to like do things that he would be, he would find extremely difficult. Yeah.
0: He, he loves Howard Stern, Carl Sanderlands. Yeah. I mean, what's any of How, Howard Stern, it's like I'm cool with most stuff, but Howard Stern will push the fucking envelope for me. But, but- Howard Stern's
1: another guy where he said some truly horrific
0: things. Hey, for about, 12 years he just had a disabled guy in every day. Yeah. <laughs> they'd go and do for with banter. Him. Just for banter. Yeah. Just for banter. They'd just ask him how to spell carrot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they'd just die laughing. But, <laughs> but, here's the thing is I think if you just if you just look people in the eye when they say you can't do that, if you just say Yes, I can. (laughs) I think eventually people are just like, oh, you
0: can say that. Oh, yeah, he's the one guy that can say that.
1: Dude, and I've got no qualms with Kyle Sanderlands with whatever he does on the radio, but Mm. I'm just saying. I think we should all be following suit, if anything.
0: Yeah, I think you at 12 o'clock at night on your little sports AM radio station should be able to talk about a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I just want to say- Thanks to Kyle Sanderlands. I just think Kyle has paved a way to the point where I can get on an AM radio station and say the word jizz. (laughs) <laughs> i think he's fought the good fight i think he i think he's laid the ground i think
0: post 10 o'clock at night i think you absolutely can say cheers
1: yeah for sure mm. um but anyway yeah but i've been loving the radio i think i had something else to say about it mm, no I discovered some you just been talking about
0: cricket what's the what's the sports analysis uh, like?
1: just sports analysis and stuff like just sport banter yeah uh like spoke about Kalen ponger you know cricket this sort of stuff it's good i enjoy it dude it's so funny when i was leaving there the other night um we had a really fun segment or whatever you call it and i was leaving there i was like oh that was really fun and and i was like yeah dude like i've got like some opinions like i was like i was thinking like yeah like i want to be like on radio like i've got like things to say and then i was like Whoa! <laughs> I was like, so that's how this starts.
0: <laughs> Three months later, Billy's impassioned plea that about the mental health industry in this country.
1: I was thinking, like, dude, next stop, Pierce Morgan. Like, I was like, so this is how this starts. You, you start to like, you, you're on the mic, mm. thinking, yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, full freaked myself out. I had like a green goblin moment. You know where he's got the yeah, voice yeah, in his head, yeah, and he, yeah. he's like, "You gotta kill Spider Man." <laughs> I'm like, "Who said that?" Just...
0: I would pay all the money I own to see Billy Darcy just have a superb Des Hazler dismissal thing, and then just go straight into the Middle East. Be like, "I'm ready,
1: I'm ready, dude." It's like I just saw myself like on, on the couch on like Today Extra, <laughs> <laughs> just being like, "Rowan Arneil is a disgrace." <laughs> I'm cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I wanna go the complete opposite. I just
0: wanna I just wanna go home renovation shows. What are we doing over here? Just the amount of glee that would come out of me in a broadcasting sense if I was just on a job site but not having to do any work. If I just got to interview cunts and be like, what are you doing here? Oh, you're doing the waterproofing. Fucking oath. I'm not doing the waterproofing. Yeah. That sucks.
1: That's where your energy comes from. Oh, completely. Just pos- look,
0: look who isn't on the site normally.
1: <laughs> I got off
0: the tools.
1: I got off the tools.
0: <laughs> oh, you're installing these finishings. Oh, they look pretty fucking annoying to install. They're like, yeah, they are annoying. I'm
1: like, oh, fucking oath. Dude, literally, I was just, um, I was at a brewery with my mates the other day. And I was telling my, a couple of them are tradies, couple mm. of them are office workers. Mm. And I was saying, oh, I'm just doing some landscaping at the moment, but I'm traditionally a white-collar man. Mm. And one of my mates who's a tradie goes, what's, what's harder, uh, blue-collar work or white-collar work? And I literally was like crying laughing. <laughs> I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Because <laughs> I was like, it's not even close. Like tradie work is a million times tougher. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's horse shit cuz like we don't get paid that well but we work so much harder and I go, that's correct, yeah. That's exactly how that works. Dude, oh. it's not even close. Man. And you
0: haven't even worked the tough track. Like, landscaping, it is a lot of fucking moving dirt. It is actually tough. That is a tough one. And they don't get paid that well. But mechanics, bro, they're down in a dungeon. Oh, my God. Just dealing with oil and shit, getting paid like $27 an hour. Yeah. It's so brutal. Dude, it's crazy. You can just, like, get a government job doing absolutely nothing in an office building.
1: Dude, I've worked office jobs where it's like there was someone in the office where it's like we don't even really know what their role is. Mm, They are just sort of milling around making coffee. Yeah, wild. And they're probably on 75K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, dude, speaking of uh, you being on the job site doing the broadcasting or whatever you were saying there, remember early 2000s Backyard Blitz? Oh, bro. Dude, i would tell you what I loved about that was that every segment, like you had Nigel doing the gardens, mm. Scotty Cam's doing the chippy, um, the chick was doing, I think mm. she was doing the the, the decor or the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the design. the Yeah, the deco. Um, and then Jamie Jury sort of bringing it all together. Mm. I loved that. I love like, Nigel was so obviously a plant guy. (laughs) He had plant guy energy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch Backyard Rates? Yeah, yeah, I
0: did. It completely fucked the landscaping business in Australia for so long, apparently.
1: How so?
0: Because people would watch this show and be like, so can you just do a little path there and then just make a wall there and then plant that all out? And they're like, give them the quote and they're like oh but can't you just and he's like no that show they have a team of laborers working behind the scenes
1: it's not just nigel
0: (laughs) it's not just jamie it's not just a hot man that rolls up his sleeves and gets to work for a week and then woo. so it's just like dude we've got people running down the side we've got to get an excavator back here it's like yeah. I saw to this landscaper once that was just like, it's only just gotten okay again. Oh really? <laughs>
1: yeah. People people want these crazy gardens they saw on the block, and it's like, yeah, sweet. So that's going to be twelve thousand dollars, mm. and they're like, no, I thought you just <laughs> yeah. just do the before then after thing. Didn't? Isn't this? You're going to surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> There's like a shimmering slide of woo, <laughs> dude. Uh, do you think the block killed backyard blitz?
0: Um. I don't know. I, there's probably still some landscaping, but probably, yeah. I felt like the backyard blitz, like, I could have seen more backyards get blitzed. For sure, for sure. Like, it yeah. went off the airwaves. I feel like, I just- Jamie Jury made his money, that's for sure. Yeah. He, and,
1: go, he got- did. What were you about to say? What were you about to say? Because <laughs> Jamie Jury had a bit of a rocky road.
0: Really, did he? Well, well I only- Well, a, a
1: workmate of mine- Just tell me, we could just cut it out. Okay, we'll cut that out. Okay. Fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he have a rocky road? So, that, I've sort of alluded to that sort of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, he loved it, apparently. Yeah. Some people need the routine of a job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck fucking hell. That's good stuff, mate. Well, mate, this has been, I've got to say, probably our best episode this year. Really? I think so. I liked, I liked it
0: two weeks ago, I remember. Yeah. I remember listening back to that and being like...
1: Did you like that episode or is that just the first one you've ever listened to? Oh, here we go.
0: Billy loves lighting me up in front. He, Billy's very kind. Me and him, we're talking about the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, this is good. That's bad. And then heaven forbid we're in front of nine of our close friends. He's like, he doesn't fucking listen to the podcast.
1: <laughs> you weren't listening for a while, but anyway. Yeah, I'm listening. Um, oh, mate, at that brewery I was at, yeah, uh, when I was talking to my mates about white collar versus blue collar. And this is something I brought up to you off off air. But the I guess we maybe shouldn't say the name of the brewery, because like it might just it's just kind of maybe a bit mean spirited, but this bloke who owns this brewery. Oh,
0: <laughs> is there a truer, clearer image of who is funding this brewery?
1: So this bloke owns this brewery and he's commissioned a 20-meter-high mural of himself in the beer garden, and it is fucking wild. It is wild. Can you imagine? Oh can you God. imagine looking the designer in the eye and going- <laughs> Imagine you hire Maka to do a mural, and he goes, right, beer garden, what are we after here? We're doing something beer-themed? So, no, no, I just want a 15-meter-high portrait of me.
0: Mm.
1: Any Anything related to the beer itself, anything else that could create a vibe? Mm. No, 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 it's just a portrait <laughs> of me. Looking over everyone at the beer garden and nothing else.
0: Just an eighty-year-old man that got into the property market in the sixties, just really cashing in with a hell of a
1: lot of ego. Uh, Just a portrait of a man who zigged when he should have zigged and zagged when he needed Mm. to zag.
0: My mate was gigging at that brewery, and then, as as you've probably seen, old man likes to get on stage, play a bit of tambourine. I love it. Fuck off. (laughs) 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 Fuck off.
1: I tell you what, because he's a great bloke. Yeah, yeah. He's a friendly guy. But I would say, mate, you can either have a 20-meter high mural or you can play the tambourine. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing, mate. If you're just getting on stage playing a tambourine, that's fun. Mm. Hey, this old Mm. guy's got a tambourine. Mm. Look at him. If it's the guy whose twenty meter mural is out the front, and then he storms the stage, it's like, eh, what is this power dynamic here? What are we? And then you're
0: taking a piss, and there's like a picture of him, <laughs> and it's like, it like lists his life achievements in like. A is that way. true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're not. There was at one stage being like a musician that wants to, and no nah, no nah, 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 and just all this other shit. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit. Whatever. Yeah, oh, mate. Talking about the tools, actually, this is something I've been dealing with. What's going? So on? So I'm a I'm a year and a half into becoming a stonemason. Yep, a year and a fucking half, and I worked two days laboring for, for a stonemason when I decided, oh, actually, I'm going to do this in autumn. It was uh, it was beautiful. Yep. there were there were leaves, and it was a small little pieces of stone. This beautiful North Sydney house, light flannel, Just covering me up, long pants, light and breezy.
1: Now it's 30 degrees every
0: day and it's just carrying stone. And I'm like, bro, I didn't think about this at all.
1: Mate, when you told me you were becoming a stonemason, I remember thinking, fuck, that sounds hard. It's hard. Yeah.
0: It's for sure hard.
1: But I'm having similar issues with my gig where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, mate, honestly, the sun is killing me out it's, there. Dude,
0: it's just fucking nuts. I'm covered in just like, just the most sweat I've ever sweated. And then just the dust from the stone that if you're not wearing a mask, will kill you in three to five years. Wow. So you're like, great.
1: And are those masks provided by
0: the employer? They're, yeah, they are. They are provided. Well, I would, I would wear one. Yeah, I am wearing one. I, there is a man who I... I work with that doesn't wear the masks, who I um I'm already penning a beautiful eulogy for his funeral. It is it is sad, mate. It is fucking sad.
1: Jesus Christ. So yeah. So you're having a tough time out there, mate?
0: Mate, I just need to get the, the f- get get the entertainment business off the ground so I can just work autumn and winter. Yeah. I'd be so happy just working autumn and winter. I, I don't unreal. mind the work. But it's just fucking untenable in this heat.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, I honestly was getting sunburned the other day, and I checked my phone, and it was (laughs) (laughs) 8.30 a.m.
0: This morning, I was on top of a hill that was just all white stone around me, and it was like, it all just magnified to my face and to my neck. It was the hottest place on earth.
1: Do you put sun
0: cream on? I do, but if you forget early on, and then you're covered in sweat and like dust, it's like, this is fucking disgusting. Yeah. And you just have to.
1: But then you walk in, and the missus sees that and goes, oh, I've got a big, strong man. This is a, <laughs> this is a provider.
0: Yeah, this is, a, this is the smartest man in the world. Oh, yeah. This is the smartest way to use that ATAR for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, well, that was sort of the undercurrent of my story before that I did study very hard and, and got a very good ATAR. <laughs> and, then, and there we go. And then. Uh, I think we should <laughs> both
0: go back to our, our schools and be like, all right, study very hard and get a good ATAR. But then there don't don't take your feet off the accelerator. That actually doesn't mean as much as you'd think.
1: <laughs> I would tell my year 11 self that doing drama doesn't actually make you gay. Yeah. Maybe I- if you like perform, you should actually give it a go. Mm. Um cuz I remember my, I, was- I I remember th- the thought of joining the drama, doing drama for year 12, I was like fuck, that would be pretty good. But the social ramifications oh. were just untenable at the Insane. time. Insane. Like I'm talking like I wouldn't even have been able to get the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we were fucking. Yeah. You're not allowed on public transport. Yeah. So I probably would have just done drama and then studied less.
0: Yeah. I did drama in year six and year five and stuff and I loved it. Dude, I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then it's fun. Literally like three seconds into the Quadrangle in Year Seven, I was like, "Well, that's off the table." Yeah, yeah. someone just threw a yogurt at my head.
1: Yeah, for expressing a, a, an emotion. So yeah. full blown acting is long yeah, gone. Yeah. But uh, I would, I would say as well is that uh, Bill have a real good think what you want to, <laughs> what you want to do at uni because if it is media that you're going to go do, mate, media broadcasting. We don't have to study at all, okay, because I think it's like a 43 to get into that one, okay? So, we don't need to bunker down at Nan and Pops for two weeks mm. memorizing this shit. Like, they'll just let you do it mm. and, and it'll mean nothing and they'll be happy to have you.
0: Yeah. I would love to just be like, mate, it is good to be a bit of geotech, bit of engineering. Oh, dude, my- dude, I have such a fantasy of being a fucking engineer.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
0: Why? <laughs> Just money and stability and I don't know, I lived across the hall from one and you just kind of drove around and mapped roads. I can't do maths, so it wouldn't work.
1: Yeah, I I, I could do maths and then it became actual maths and yeah. then I couldn't
0: do it anymore. Yeah, I dropped down to general. Me like, too. Time to come second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to be a big fish in a small pot. <laughs> My maths teacher was so funny. She was so sick of like just us talking constantly and then she'd go, Marcus, Rowan. It's okay that you guys talk because you guys are number one and number two. So, you don't really need to do this as much as everyone else. And we'd be like, exactly. Thank you for flattering our ego. (laughs)
1: Dude, the thing about general maths was I was in two-unit maths or whatever it was called Mm. for like the first six weeks. And I Mm. was like fucking trying so hard. Mm. Um, And I remember I was was hanging on, but it was like Mm. quite tough. Mm. And the guy was like, all right, we were literally just recapping year 10. <laughs> and i was i literally dro- I, dro- I immediately was like okay and mm. i mentally mm. i was like all right after this we're gonna we're gonna go drop down to general maths i uh, dropped down immediately I- but then you get down to general maths mate and i feel like everyone in two year maths is pretty good at maths mm. the spectrum of minds in mm. general maths you've got everything from guy who's pretty bloody sharp and is doing all right and is, or at the very least applying himself to active criminal who can't count absolutely and they're they're sitting next to each other that's the world we're in now
0: I did a year of mathematics and then was, wasn't was doing anything the entire time. And then finally, he was like, mate, you've got to fucking get out of here. And I was yeah, like, he's like, Rowan, perfect. am I
1: going to say it or are you going to just and do the like, right thing? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect.
0: 13% on the last test. We all saw it. <laughs> and then he was like, but over the holidays, you've got to revise everything they did last year and i opened the booklet and the first thing was telling the time and i was like no
1: nah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm afraid yeah, yeah it's like if, if sarah has four cats and she sells two <laughs> yeah. and you're like oh, i'm just going to wing it yeah, yeah. it seems
0: <laughs> like kind of basic comprehension <laughs>
1: Oh, fucking earth, dude. All right, mate. I can we pull, pull the pin there just because it's too hot in it's here. It's too hot, mate. It's too in hot. In winter, we'll flesh it out, In brother. winter, these things we're, are going to be... Gonna welcome f- to the Joe Rogan <laughs> experience. <laughs> we'll pour ourselves a nice little drink and get to work. Yeah. Yeah, winter... The, the sky's the limit in winter. We tour in winter. We podcast in winter. The arts don't belong in summer. Especially in this city, bro. No. I've been
0: going to these gi- and and I've been walking down the street to these gigs and it's just fucking humming. It's so beautiful out. Oh,
1: I like, love driving to gigs with oh. the sun setting on the Harbour Bridge and I'm like, I just, I'm thinking mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> who is the maddest cunt of them all? <laughs> yeah, I get my little Japanese iced coffee and I'm like,
0: oh oh, there's no one in this city that has possibly a bigger dick than I. Look at me go. Look at me fucking go. And then I'm like, this city is so fucking miraculous. And I park and I'm walking there and everyone looks so beautiful. Then I walk into the venue that the comedy shows at and there's
1: 11 people there in the dark. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Yep, that's it. It's no time for it, mate. No time. Well, you can't really do comedy when the sun's still out. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But who cares? We take the cash and run. All right. Um, All right, cool. Thank you, mate
0: lightest doggy